It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Postcast, where the Utah Jazz blow out the Sacramento Kings from the very start of this one and leave almost no doubt as the Jazz blow out the Kings. We'll be breaking it down, talking about it, and taking your questions live on Postcast. Postcast is brought to you by the store at 6200 South and 20th East. Pick up all your good needs. I'll be stopping by there yet tomorrow after probably ski day at Alta. And also stop by and... Oh, don't tell Eric Waters I said that. I'm not supposed to ski. Uh, and uh, go also stop by at the Gateway here as well. Ron, what's your thoughts on this one? Well, it was one of those basketball games, David. I, I expected the Jazz to win... Uh, and I expected them to win big, but I didn't expect that first quarter to look like like it did. Uh, and and that's point on, you know, the Kings stood no chance. I mean, they were playing uphill. They're, I don't think they're a team that can come from behind and win a ton of basketball games, especially against the Jazz. The Jazz uh, early on, let's just go back to the opening moments. I think they score on their opening 10 possessions of the game. Rudy really started it. They started with a small group, and they just pounded them at the rim. Yeah, just uh, running the... the just only two different uh, two different two plays but with dip, different variations of how to to get Rudy Gobert the basketball there rolling to the, to the basket and then Rudy uh, did a great job of sealing Bia Lisa kept him on his back I mean just really took advantage of of, uh, of, of the ability to get Rudy the basketball there at the rim he got off to such a great start ended up with what he have in the first in the, in the 10 points there in that first quarter Boyan Bogdanovich had his ninth game of his career with 21 po- 20 points in the first half. Fourth time he's actually done it this year for the Jazz. I mean, it's pretty incredible what this team has offensively right now, where you can have as nearly a perfect a first half. Their first quarter was perfect. They averaged 1.7 points per possession in the first quarter. They averaged 133 by the half, and they did it with Donovan Mitchell not having a huge impact. Yeah, and you were talking about Boyan. Boyan's scoring looks easy. Uh, and, and I think that's a key to a guy that can put the ball in the basket. Uh, it's a game slow down for him. I, he just knows how uh, how to get it done and, and he, or when to get it done. Because sometimes you'll go down low and, and post a guy up or a player up just to shoot a 13-footer. And, and you know, he, he just knows how to get it done. So I'm very impressed with the way he makes the game look easy. The other aspect tonight was the return of Mike Conley. He was on a minute restrictions at about 16 minutes. He played 15. That'll continue to grow. It, it, Sacramento's not the model to answer this by. Sacramento, I thought, looked awful tonight. But, Ron, I will tell you, your eyeballs looking at who's on the floor for the Jazz tonight look pretty incredible for the whole night. I mean, there are two or three borderline star players on the floor at all time. I mean, Jordan Clarkson's not a star, but he's a – Bonafide score. The five-man lineups we had on the floor tonight, wow. That looked awfully good going forward. I mean, just thinking about, okay, the second half of the season, if everyone stays healthy, what the Jazz have and, and the options that Quinn has of putting what he's putting out there on the floor. I thought that Conley would have been nice for him to come in, knock down a couple of quick buckets. He didn't approach the game that way. I mean, he stayed within the offense, was able to swing in the basketball, got an assist. Uh, I think he only missed one shot there early because that was, uh, I think he only took one shot. But I was impressed with the way he just didn't try to force the issue, just stay within what the Jazz were trying to do. By the way, I know this one, 
this is kind of the storyline that I feel like never gets all the way across to fans. Like, what Mike Conley did tonight is actually a pretty big deal. Like, Mike Conley is a, was the highest paid player in the NBA at one point in time. He's a $30 million player. That's, that's a prestige level that you have in this league. He came off the bench tonight for the first time since the lockout year. What is that, 2011 or 2012 in January? He played, you know, 500 games probably since he'd last come off the bench. I know he's on a minute restriction, but that's a pretty big statement he just made to this group. Maybe you can give a player's perspective on what a stud he was in the team concept to be like, yeah, fine, I'll come off the bench, I'll play a minute restriction, I'm okay with this. Well, he, he was okay with it for sure, and he, and he showed it. Sometimes the ego gets in, in, in ahead of, um, of what the coach wants to do or your ability or something like that. Um, I was telling Thurl Bailey before the ball game, I don't think I would have been comfortable with that knowing that I didn't lose my starting lineup. But, you know, the Jazz are playing so well, so hats off to, to Mike Conley for recognizing and knowing that, uh, you know, he's, this is his 12th, 13th year in the league, and, and it's, it's going to start to deteriorate sometime. And also, Thibodeau had to, the whole organization to have the atmosphere that Mike feels okay with. There's also got to be a trust level between Mike Conley and Quinn Snyder that if Mike Conley – I would suspect Mike Conley starts again at some point this year. I don't, I don't have a feeling that this is – Mike Conley is coming off the bench for the rest of the year. I don't know that. But Mike Conley's not a bench player in this league. So, um, you know, I think that you'll see Mike Conley work his way back up, and eventually that change will have to be made. But there's a trust level that that, that opportunity will be there, and that's why he's, you know, took tonight. I mean, that that's – it's a big deal what happened tonight with Mike Conley. It, it really was. Uh, I, I think Quinn probably had a long conversation with Mike, and they got on the same page of on how – they were going to approach this this game. They knew that uh, he was going to be on what 16, 17 minute restrictive uh, minutes out there on the floor that he was going to be uh, able to play, and so we'll monitor these minutes this way. So uh, Conley was very much comfortable with that. I say, Josiah Johnson with Moutier losing minutes, with Conley getting very few minutes. Where do the rest of them come from? The first one we saw is that Emmanuel Moutier has played great. He's done wonderful things this year. Did lose. His minutes and is probably out of the rotation for a while. That's a tough break, but frankly, Mike Conley should be a better player than Emmanuel Mudiay. So you're for the well-being of the team. But Emmanuel Mudiay has done amazing things. I think he's changed his image in the league. It's been very successful for him. He's just gonna, you know what? You're right. There's another 14 or 15 minutes, and it's gonna be three of Donovans and three of Joes and a few of Royces, and it's just gonna kind of be everybody's. And hopefully, that makes us a better team. Well, Quinn, to figure it out. You'll figure it out because uh, every player on this team gives you something good, gives you something different. Uh, Moody, he filled in, did a great job. I, I thought he changed his game enough to the point where it was very res- – he had so much respect when he, when he went into the basketball game. So uh, I won't say that he's going to be totally out of, the, out of the rotation, but I think Quinn figured it out to the point where he's going to get some minutes. And he's playing well. You know, he'll, he'll get extended minutes. So we'll have to wait and see. Jazz blow out the Sacramento Kings 123-101. We probably need to just re-mention how dominant Rudy Gobert was in his plus 32. He was, uh, it was like uh, a man among boys or however you want to put it. He was just totally, totally uh, an all-star. He was totally first team all offense or defense. And, And how about that sign? Locked on Dave week. There we go. 
Boy, look at the t-shirts. They have t-shirts on. Did I get a t-shirt? Next <laughs> next year? I'm a Dave for one week every year. I'm never a Dave any other time. And I okay, I want one thing for my Dave Week t-shirt. A mudslide cookie on it. Okay? Instead of the ice cream cone. There's gotta be a mudslide cookie. Uh, what is that? That is from Leatherbees. All right. Maybe it's mudslide ice cream. All right, we were interrupted by Dave Week. Uh, hashtag Dave Week. Jazz are great right now. Have a good one. See you. Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.